One nothing raised the pitch. Swing and a high fly ball. Deep right center field. Siri at the wall. And it's gone. Mitchell looks for 70. <laughs> a sight to behold. He can't stop smiling, Brad. He was playing just fantastic <laughs> basketball. Here it comes. A swing and a liner back up the middle base hit into center. Here comes Quan. Here comes Rosario. The Guardians win. Are you ready? For the We Like Sports podcast, stay tuned and hear the latest on what the crew has to say regarding the latest sports topics nationally and locally. Make sure to check out WeLikeSportsPC.com and to subscribe on all podcasting platforms as well as YouTube. And make sure to follow us on Twitter at WeLikeSportsPC. And welcome to the We Like Sports Podcast once again. I am one of your hosts alongside Casey, Ed in Columbus. Shout out to him joining us for the first time as well as Riggs on the way, and Drew hopefully joining us later on, and we have plenty to talk about on today's show. A very baseball spring training-like show, because, I mean, we've avoided it for about three weeks along with March Madness. So, the time's finally came, guys. I'm excited to be on. I'm excited that it's March. Uh, my birthday was yesterday. I turned 43, but I'm ready to rock and roll today. Ain't no old guy stuff today. We're keeping it young. We're keeping it fresh. That's how we're going to do it. And, uh, you know, March, they say, comes in like a, a lamb or a lion or something like that. But, you know, this March Madness has been nothing but but a lion with all these upsets and all the newbies that are in the Final Four. So I'm excited about that. I'm excited about the Guardians. Uh, second year as the Guardians, so let's get the name right this year, Cleveland. No more Indians. We're Guardians moving forward, and uh, <laughs> that's, that's right, how we're going to do it. But, uh, yes, I'm excited to be here. And, Casey, what's up, my guy? How's it going? How's it going? Yes, yeah, the first time Ed's on here. I see you comment all the time, but this is the first time you're on, so pleasure to have you. Um, and I'm sure, like you said, March Madness, we've got a lot to talk about in baseball. We have pushed off about three to four weeks, so let's see if we can touch <laughs> on it this week for once. So – I mean, obviously, we have Lamar Jackson in the NFL, but we're going to try to end up avoiding that today for the most part because that could be one of those topics that could take forever. But let's briefly hit on it, guys. Let's just talk about the fact that it came out today before John Harbaugh ended up speaking with the Baltimore media. Lamar Jackson moments before said, hey, back in the beginning of March, I requested for a trade. And they're obviously they've been looking since then. So, I mean, what's that look like for the Ravens? And what are your thoughts on Lamar Jackson possibly on the way out of Baltimore? And where could you see him possibly going to? And we'll do Casey to start off and then add Columbus. You could end up going afterwards. Um, I mean, it's, I feel like it's a tricky situation because when they said that he wanted to get released or traded, like there was no teams that were interested, they said. Everyone backed out within the first 10 minutes of it getting announced. So it's going to be hard to see what if they do trade on the difference between what uh, the Jets would trade for for Rodgers compared to whatever team, let's say the Falcons, the team that would make sense to me, would trade to get Lamar Jackson. If the compensation's the same, if it's different, plus you're going to have to pay Jackson the money he wants with that trade. So it's now it's not just signing him and whatever. It's trading for him and paying for whatever the contract he wants is. Hmm. Well, as a Cleveland Browns fan, you know, we always say Lamar Jackson, you see the things on Browns Twitter, he's a, he's the best running back. We make jokes about Lamar Jackson, but I will be glad 
if Lamar Jackson is not a Baltimore Raven because he is a Cleveland Browns killer. I mean, on Monday night, I know he went to the bathroom, came back and threw a touchdown and beat us on that. So, so <laughs> throw all the jokes aside, but I will be glad to see Mr. I'm sorry, Lamar Jackson. You got to go. Um, I, I, you know, I, I, I was thinking about this, you know, Aaron Rodgers to New York Jets seemed like a foregone conclusion, but if I'm the New York Jets, I'm thinking to myself, I got cash. I got, I got money in the long term. What's better having Lamar? Or Aaron Rodgers, I don't know. But I do see him like the Falcons. I, I see teams that, you know, weren't interested or, or crossed their names off the list. I can see the GMs making that phone call to Ozzie Newsome in Baltimore. Yeah, and and saying, hey, look, um, you know, is, is Ozzie Newsome still the GM or did he step down last year? I forget. Um, I don't remember offhand yeah, if he I is that, or not. Yeah, so I don't want to. So if I'm wrong, correct me, slam me on Twitter. That's fine. But call up Ozzy, he's a good guy anyway. So if you want to call him up, um, but yeah, I'm definitely calling Baltimore up and asking about his services. And you know, I'm wondering too with this March second thing, if Lamar had an agent, would things have gone a lot smoother in this transition? Because the fact that he didn't, you know, maybe talking to his mama was a little different than talking to an agent or whatever the case may be. So I'm interested as a Browns fan, the AFC North. You know, get them out of the division by any means. Yeah, and as you mentioned, too, that thing with Aaron Rodgers, too, what if the possibility happens that this deal ends up falling through with Aaron Rodgers now, too, and he ends up riding into the sunset because, like you said, the Jets, they have the better option with Aaron Rodgers and Lamar Jackson. Who's going to give you more longevity? And at this point, somebody that's 26, 27 years old, and he wants to win, he wants to play with all these guys that deem him as a winner – makes you end up thinking twice, hey, what if that does fall through? And what if Aaron Rodgers ends up retiring anyways just because it's inconvenient? He seems like that type of guy too because especially if Lamar Jackson did go to the Jets, he's not going to wait around. He's not going to want to end up playing there whatsoever. He may have liked the dark room and wants to go back to it. Who knows? (laughs) Right, exactly. And on that note of the dark room, not so much in the dark room anymore, but we're bringing them to the light. Drew is now joining us once again on the We Like Sports Podcast. And before we end up moving on towards baseball, Drew, we were talking about Lamar Jackson heading out of Baltimore really quick before we end up changing the topics to baseball. What are your thoughts on that possibility? So I was actually just listening to the radio on the way home, and Lamar Jackson, you know, the – the team was doing a presser to talk about like the contract stuff at the moment that they were supposed to do it. He tweets himself and comes out and does his own press release that he wants to trade out. I don't know if I'm, if I'm on the Ravens, I do not want Lamar Jackson in my locker room. Like I've had at this point. So uh, it's a matter of time before he's out. Um, He played his cards a little too hard. He should have gotten his contract last year when they were talking about, re-upping he didn't have like the lights out season he was supposed to have and he's not going to get his 200 million guaranteed so he lost in this whole thing i don't think anybody's desperate enough to give him 200 million guaranteed yeah i'd agree with you on that absolutely and changing gears here i want to try this one thing if i could end up playing this video for the baseball related topics too i was talking about uh zach Ranke. In his spring training, it's been really intriguing, I guess, so to speak. And I've sent the video to a couple of the guys, but we could end up showing it, I believe, on this stream right now. So I'm going to give it a shot, and hopefully it ends up working out. But he's been having some fun this spring training, so let's see if we can end up getting that action in there. After the off day on Tuesday, so as early as Wednesday, he may be able to start swinging in these games again. 
He'll take a strike here. Well, he may not be swinging, but Grinky is still grunting as he throws the ball. <laughs> He's walked in each of his first four at bats. Or games he's yeah. played his first at bat he's walked well Grinky has discovered he's not gonna he's yeah. not gonna swing the bat he's lobby you know the other thing about Grinky he's the one that's working the pitch con on the right side of his belt he's giving the pitch con 59 miles an hour now he just throws one down the middle with something on it he seems like a Trevor Bauer of sorts almost like if that's like the comparison he's like the good guy Trevor Bauer he's not a piece of shit well, there, like, there was more to that that video than that. Did you see the full full one? Uh, I saw it on TikTok, the full one. And I only found that one on Twitter. That was like that yeah. brief one that you ended up having that because he was screwing around with the pitch com too for a while. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, he said that he, he walked what nine nine batters or something, or to pit because he wanted to work on his pickup move. Correct. Yeah. And he was throwing Which, balls in like that. Yeah, to give up hits. Which is the best strategy, though, to end up figuring that out. Because, I mean, obviously, for spring training, you want to work on things. Yeah, he said he was too good throughout the, the spring training, so he never had a chance to pick anybody off. So he wanted to do it now and try that before the season started. Well, I mean, for a 39-year-old guy, he's still got a baby face. And, you know, he's going to be Kansas City's <laughs> opening day starter. Uh, becomes, like, one of only, like, seven others to start three or more consecutive uh, openers for Kansas. Not consecutive, but three or more total starts. In, in last year, he beat Cleveland in five and two-thirds innings with a 3-1 win over Cleveland. So, you know, you know, older veterans, quirky veterans, you know, they look at spring training differently than a guy that's trying to make the club. And, you know, for him trying to test out the new rules and everything, I, I actually say, you know, I, I tip my cap to him with that. You know, why not have a little fun in spring? And, yeah, it seems kind of odd and everything. But, you know, you know, Zach Granke reminds me of a guy, Jose Ramirez. I know, obviously, you got a, a batter pitcher. But, you know, when Jose Ramirez was coming up, he was in the minor leagues and he was struggling, always batted around 200. I never thought he would be the star that he is. Zach Cranky mm -hmm. was kind of that way as well when he first started out his career. I was like, you know, he's a good pitcher, played for Royals or whatever like that. But then he became a superstar. And now, you know, and, and watching him in his old age and everything like that, it's amazing the career that he's had. So I like to see guys in spring training have a little fun. And, and that's what he wants to do. It gives us a good video and something to talk about. Yeah, right, exactly. I mean – I, I love Zach Ranky. He's always been a weirdo. <laughs> like, like just he's always been a strange character. But um he uh I like the way he's approaching spring training. Like it's training. He knows he's gonna starter. I mean, he knows that he's gonna have that spot locked in no matter what. But I love the throwing 50 mile an hour pitches. Like I just don't care and I want people on base. So I'm just going to lob it in. And the fact it's that awesome. in that video. It's awesome. And the fact that in that video, that batter that was hitting couldn't hit because they just put him in there and they were like, you're not swinging because you're hurt. But we need to end up putting a pinch hitter in here in this situation. And he gives them 90 mile per hour gas down the middle, then a 50 mile per hour EFIS, then another fastball, then like another 48 mile per hour EFIS. He's throwing softballs up there almost to him that, you're going to want to end up slamming out of the park, but you can't because you're hurt. And I mean, the fact that you have an injury on top of it and it's spring training and Zach Greinke's came out and said, not Zach Greinke himself, but enough pitchers and TikToks and Twitters, they're saying he's trying to end up playing with Pitchcom himself and he's shaking himself off, which makes no sense whatsoever, but it makes for such good content with Zach Greinke. And it's like, he's, 
you could consider him a winner, and I think you could still consider him a winner before he came to Houston just because he had Cy Young years in Kansas City. He probably brought the Royals to relevancy back when they were relevant when they were in the World Series. But the thing is now is that, like Ed was saying, it's been however many years he's been in the league. He's almost 40 years old, and he's just playing ball. He's literally playing a child's game now, and he's enjoying it and getting paid a shit ton of money just to play baseball, and he makes it fun again. And I mean, the fact that you have rule changes this year too makes it more intriguing because you have to end up figuring out a game that you've played for 18 plus years a completely different way. You got to learn it. And obviously with the pickup move or a pickoff move like that, you want to make sure that within those three interruptions, you want to get that guy on first, second, third, wherever that guy may be, that runner. And honestly, is any different than any of us shaking ourselves off? I mean, I remember, you know, you know, any day, you know, going down the road and you know, I went Taco Bell, I, sh- I shook myself off, I got KFC instead. I mean, it's no different than our daily lives than what we do. So, you know, once again, Zach Granke's showing that he's just one of us. I, I do love that he's got the pitch. Like, that whole pitch device is supposed to be designed for catchers to give the signals to the the pitcher but he says i'm doing it he's like i'm gonna do it the opposite direction and i bet he's not the only pitcher that's gonna end up doing that this year yeah do you have anything else to add no i mean i agree uh i mean it doesn't have a big of a deal you know i mean it just makes baseball that much more entertaining and i mean honestly at the same time it's spring training and I hate to end up admitting it, but like most of us, we ended up holding off baseball over and over again. You got Thursday's opening day throughout the MLB, but it's spring training. It's something, it's making you watch doing something like that. It gives you a reason to watch because it's like, all right, every fifth day, every sixth day for spring training, Zach Granke is going to end up trying out this XYZ thing for this one time. Like Shane Bieber for the Guardians ended up throwing what I think six and two thirds during spring training his last outing and like it gives you a reason to watch that it was against the rockies but it gives you a reason to watch but at the same time though it's not like there's anything intriguing he's just mowing down 11 batters getting 11 strikeouts and that's it that's spring training and that was the last supposedly the last spring training game but that's the last one with the majority of your starters when you're gonna end up being ready for opening day you got like two more days still but it gives you a reason to watch. Otherwise, we weren't really watching spring training. I guess we could say that overall. Like, you end up having George Valera. That was maybe a possible prospect called up. And you had Roman Quinn that ended up having a hot start to spring. And it's giving you reasons like with these prospects. And that's kind of the Guardians' right to spring training, I guess you could say. And on that note, we are actually joined by Riggs now at this time on the We Like Sports podcast. Riggs, your buddy at we or at Ed in Columbus is here. And... He was looking forward to possibly seeing uh, Stephen A or Stephen R. Smith at some point within the next few weeks. Oh, Stephen A. Uh, God dang it, <laughs> Stephen R. Smith. Yeah, um, I should be getting a text from him within like the seven thirty hour. So I'm just waiting. Like I just got back from dropping off family at a location to hang out with other family. So I'm here to ready to talk about sports, and I'll keep you guys updated on what Mr. Stephen R. has to say. I've actually been worried about the man, my damn self, actually. So. Is Stephen R. Is he a Knicks fan? Because if the Cavs play the Knicks now, is there going to be? Yeah, dude. Yeah, that he's also like super. Like, well, I think he means perplexed, but he said like superplexed about the situation. Like a so, exactly. Yeah, exactly. The Garden, the Knicks. So yeah, like he's definitely yeah. He, he's feeling some type of way about that. It's good to see you, but- Drew, Casey, Ed, and Columbus. Peyton saw you earlier. Went to the gym. Had a good time. 
Nice seeing you again. <laughs> Drop some soap, you know. Oh, oh my god! I was like, wait, why would I do that? But yeah. <laughs> he obviously has us on Snapchat. <laughs> Me. <laughs> Right. Yeah, I'm like, why would I drop soap? But yeah, never mind. You, know? <laughs> you might want to explain that inside joke before it gets too far, and then we can go talk guards baseball. I was at we were at the gym, and I walked in the shower area, and I made a joke on someone dropping the soap, and I was the one going in to make sure the person was okay. <laughs> you know, you know, they're, 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 say that again. Being a good Samaritan, that's what you're doing. It, Exactly, yeah, you know, oh, my eyes are burning. Hey, I got you. <laughs> but on that note, before it gets too carried away, uh, the Guardians opening day is Thursday against Seattle. You have the Mariners. They start off in the West Coast. You have, after the after the Seattle series, you have Oakland. And then next Friday, I believe, not next Thursday, next Thursday but next Friday is the Guardians' home opener. And who knows what the weather is going to be. This past weekend, it was rain. This upcoming week is probably going to be rain. So that's snow, but is there going to be nice weather on opening day for the home opener? No, 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 like Cleveland. Dick Goddard. I mean, like, <laughs> rest in peace, Dick Goddard. That was my man. <laughs> Heck yeah. But, um, no, no, in Cleveland, you know, anything can happen. You know, like we've had snow on opening day up here, you know, what, a couple of times? I definitely remember what was it, 2007? Yep, Paul Bird. Home opener. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Say that again. Paul Bird, back when he pitched for six innings or five innings in the snow, and there was snowmen and snow. And that was against the, and that was against the Mariners too. That was against the Mariners. Yeah, it was against them. You're right. You're absolutely right. My, my that's why they're out west now. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, but, yeah. overall, though, with the weather, I mean, hopefully, it's better weather. Obviously, starting out in Seattle, you can't be mad. Obviously, the time suck. And if you're looking to stay up until 10 o'clock to 1 in the morning to watch a full game, kudos to you. But it's going to be difficult. And I honestly don't even know what that game is going to be broadcasted on because you ended up having Bally Sports go bankrupt or file bankruptcy at this point. And you end up having MLB saying that they're going to end up having streams. And I've heard that those streams are going to cost money. So, I mean... I called it. I called it that they weren't going to provide games for free. Well, you were right. It's it's all money grab when it comes to baseball. And you look at the WBC and how many people were interested and intrigued with that, and that was free TV. You had Fox Sports 1, obviously, which is a part of a cable premiere package. But you still had people with interest in watching that. You had people on social media, Twitter, wherever you may be, TikTok, that are seeing all these clips of, I mean, look at that Trey Turner home run, for example. To talk about the WBC briefly, more views, more eyeballs on that overall than what there was for the World Series home run. Yeah. So where exactly did they go wrong? It's the MLB. No, it's also the audience, too. I mean, there's a way bigger audience for the WBC. We talked about it last week. Yeah. yeah. Hey, what was that, 97? That guy lost in March Madness. Yeah, 97.4 uh, – share or whatever like that in japan so everybody in mm-hmm. japan was watching that so that that's huge too and and obviously in the states you know we, we got our teams that we like but it, 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 they love baseball in japan and, and kudos to them i mean literally everybody in japan watched it right yeah without a doubt you had what 100 percent makes a whole full amount but 
six, eight, whatever it may be, you have a huge following with that. And I mean, that brings me to my next question too, just because the likelihood of them sticking together is unlikely. And that's Shohei Otani and Mike Trout. And you saw that as the final showdown with the WBC World Baseball Classic. Obviously, I'd say Shohei Otani ended up getting the better end of the deal. But what does that mean for baseball now? Just because that was something I wanted to hit on last week, and I don't think we really got to talk about it. It's the fact that you had two guys on the same team in the Angels organization. And, I mean, after Mike Trout ended up playing in that too, and he ended up saying, I forgot to who or what media source said it, but I saw that he said, that playing in an atmosphere like that was needed in order to feel that type of atmosphere, the World Series atmosphere, the playoff atmosphere, to make them hungry to be back. And that's like, you really have to be in the WBC to see that. And like, kudos to him, no no harm, no foul. But you're an athlete that hasn't been in the playoffs forever. Obviously, you missed that. Does that just mean that you don't want to be on the Angels at this point? Because they're not winners. And you could only do so much. And Trout's been there for... Who knows how long now? It's been 10-plus years almost. You can't do much more than that. And you added Shohei Otani to the mix, too. You can't do that much behind it. I mean, Anthony Rendon, the Angels have such a, had such a good team on paper. They should be better than where they are, they're at. And obviously, I think Shohei Otani is definitely the brighter future. And Trout, kudos to him in that at-bat. But he looks <laughs> – Shohei Otani looked light years ahead of him as a pitcher than Mike Trout was was a batter. And it's hard to believe that those were the two best role models for baseball. That's what I was going to say, though, about Trout. I personally, I don't know. Like, you know, there's superstars that stand out to you. I've never, you know, I know Trout's good. His stats are good. But I've never, hot take here probably, you know, like know what makes him that big of a deal. Like, you know, Judge has the power, home runs. You know, he gets the TV, I guess. But, like, what is, I don't know, Trout, he's in L.A. How does he not get more publicity? Yeah. Or His team blows. I know that. But mm-hmm. how can they blow when you have two of the best players in baseball? And then you added a guy like Anthony Rendon, too, that was supposed to be a huge signing. Yeah, I don't understand that. Drew, what were your thoughts on that with Trout? Uh, I know you were starting to say something. Well, I mean, the thing about, like, Trout is he's so low-key. Like, he's such a big star, but he doesn't command the media. He's, like, antisocial almost. Like, he's, like, a superstar that everybody wanted to build around, but he doesn't speak. And he's not – maybe that's MLB's fault because, obviously, we always talk about how to make the game of baseball better. And the thing is, is that I think they have Mike Trout, but I don't think he either knows how to speak or knows how to get the attention the right way to get that core baseball audience to say, you know what, those kids that, like, what when we were kids, we were always saying, well, A-Rod, Barry Bonds. <clears throat> I'd like you Bryce Harper more than Trout. When, when yeah, Harper exactly. Was the top, I liked Harper more. I don't know. I mean, I don't, I don't think every player that's a star has an obligation to go out and become a massive media personality. I mean – is it nice when they do? Yeah, but what's his job? His job isn't to be the ambassador for the sport of baseball. His job is to be good at baseball. And for the vast majority of his career, he's been the best in the game. He's fast. He hits. He had, he has, his war is so high that the, the guy that's in second place is at like half of his war. I mean, so it, it doesn't really matter whether you – 
want more out of him. If you're a fan of a team that he's on, he's giving you 100% what you want out of a player in baseball. He doesn't need to talk. But is he a good Ed teammate? Hogan. Is he a good teammate? Is he a good teammate? Because you look at like I look at Jose Ramirez, for instance. Doesn't even really know English. That's why he wanted to stay in Cleveland. Because you know, if he goes to New York or whatever like that, he might actually have to learn some English and get interviewed on a more of a, a bigger scale. And he didn't want that. He took a, a hometown discount to stay in Cleveland because he liked to be low key and everything. <laughs> I'm wondering, does maybe Mike Trout? He puts up these big numbers and everything, but does he make the the people around him better. And, and I don't know, I, I'm not the biggest angels fan per se. I, I know he puts up huge stats, but you know, you look at the guardians team, a team that, you know, shouldn't have won as much as they have and, and they, and they get better and they like Jose Ramirez. They look like they're having fun uh, in the clubhouse and everything. And, and maybe Mike Trout's just a, a, you know, too vanilla of a guy. He's just too square. And I, I, I don't know what the case may be, but you know, he doesn't inspire that team and they usually flame out in August. And in Columbus, Stephen yes, R. Smith here. I just, I just, I just got here. I just got to Riggs' uh, little apartment here. Uh, he went out to drink a protein shake. I just got here. I'm getting dressed here shortly. But um, you're not you such an Angels over. fan. Let me tell you about what I've been going through. But for you, Ed, in Columbus, you're not an Angels fan. I want you to remember the movie Angels in the Outfields. Just believe. Hello to my boy, Casey. Hello to my boy, Drew. Hello to my boy, Peyton. I want to take over your show. Just we'll continue on with the conversation. Then I'll give you guys some whereabouts about myself. And then I'll wait for my suit to be pressed out of the dryer. (laughs) Well, we're still going to talk some baseball, Stephen Arn, to catch you up. Talking talk a little bit more Guardians. But we do have the Cavaliers clinching the playoffs. Obviously, the Cavs and Knicks are supposed to match up. We'll talk about that. I'm sure you're excited about that because you're a big Knicks fan from what I remember. And we'll also talk a little bit about the Golden State Warriors as well coming up on the show. Oh yeah, most definitely. I'm definitely. I'm. I'm. I'm my, my the Cleveland Cavaliers because I'm right now resonating in Cleveland, Ohio, at your boy Lacantes, and also my New York Knickerbockers are going to be playing the Cavaliers, the four and the five, right in the middle, right where you need to be. You don't need to be on top. You don't need to be on bottom because all the impact comes right in the middle. And I think your boys is going to know that's going to be a damn good. Game of six. I don't want to be biased or I don't want to seem like I'm biting the big apple too hard, but I got my Knicks winning in six and I got them winning and taking all the chicks and Patrick Hewins coming down and reading chicken nuggets. <laughs> well, before we get too far ahead with your Knicks talk and the Cavaliers talk, I got to get my suit on. All right, get your suit on. Uh, nobody else is going to probably have a suit except for a dress shirt and that's at in Columbus. He looks really professional today, so shout out to him before Stephen R. takes his thunder, probably. <laughs> but it, it always happens one way or another. He what doesn't even diva. realize what it. What a diva. What a diva. <laughs> but, guys, the first time that we're actually finally talking about the Cleveland Guardians this year, like I said, Thursday's opening day for the MLB. What are your thoughts on the Cleveland Guardians this upcoming year? I mean, they ended up releasing their roster. They have three catchers this year. They have Gabriel Arias. They have Will Brennan. You have everybody else is pretty much your core. The starting pitchers still return for now. I think that changes eventually, whether that's Zach Plesak, Aaron Savali on the way out. Your bullpen looks pretty good so far. I mean, you ended up adding a couple arms. Tim Heron's like a six foot six, 250-pound le- lefty. That I mean, you finally have a lefty, whether or not he's a starter in the bullpen. 
give somebody that could have the potential to be a flamethrower alongside Karinchak, Class A. I mean, Eniel De Los Santos is also a great bullpen addition, too, that kind of came under the radar last year, too. But you got, what you got Vince out there, too. I can't forget about you. Uh, what, where was I at? <laughs> You're the ball boy, I thought. Oh man, I, I got I got to get my custom made jersey then to get ready for opening day in uh, you April. You, you, you're still calling the Indians, so you can't. You. So I I I have the Indians jersey, not the Guardians. Jersey, so I have to get the new one then. Obviously, maybe I'll get the name change a little bit better. But regardless, though, guys, with the Guardians, what are your thoughts on this upcoming season? I mean, they were a playoff team last year. They made a really deep run. It was definitely a surprise. Can they do it again? I think it's possible. I don't know if it's going to be as easy because you're playing every MLB team. And we discussed that earlier on. I think Drew and I hit on that on one of the shows. You play every MLB team now. It's not just the division you're beating up on. But regardless, if your division sucks, you're still going to be in good shape. So, Ed, if you want to start us off with the Guardians, what your thoughts are this upcoming year for the Guardians or your expectations? Well, expectations high. You got to get out to a fast start. I know Cleveland likes to, in April, for whatever reason, they like to play around 500 baseball. And it'd be nice to, you know, get a, a lead and, instead of having to dig yourself out. Um, I, I think, that, you know, at least make it to the American League Championship Series. Now, I, I got to give a shout out to uh, just for fans, the podcast down in Houston. I was with my guys talking a couple of weeks ago and we were talking they, and they think the Houston Astros are the end all be all. And they might be right. They, they look like a, a really great team. But I said well, it'd be nice to meet your Houston Astros in the ALCS and just see what uh, our pitching can do. Uh, because I do like our pitching. It's always been our strength. But I, I do like our lineup now uh, with the addition of uh, Bell at first base. You know, mm-hmm. and, and, I mean, that's that's a big bat. He's got a, you know, I want 30 home runs, from, 30 homers from him. And, uh, yeah, I, I think win the division, like you said, uh, 19 games, now only down to 13 games with your uh, central rivals that you're playing and playing everybody else. So you still beat up on them. Uh, beat up on the National League if you can. Like, what was it, 2015 when we went like, 17 and one or 18 or something ridiculous. Right. <laughs> so, so, so do that. Um, got the best manager in baseball, fifth best looking in all of baseball, first best looking in the American league, according to, to whoever, I don't know. I Winning is sexy. Winning is sexy. And uh, Tito on a scooter, as long as he's winning, he's, he's a handsome guy. So uh, yeah, I, I got that. As I, long I, as he I, has that scooter too. That is, yeah, yeah. Don't, don't be steal. I don't know what what's going on in Cleveland, but to, you guys even steal from 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 your own managers. I mean, I don't know what's going on up there about the theft. Maybe Stephen R can speak to that. I don't know about the New York crime, but uh, you know. So uh, high hopes for the Guardians. First off, in Columbus, I just want to let you know that on that particular comment, we could talk about that on a serious podcast called "What the Hell Is Going On in Cleveland." Um, Fair enough. I agree with you when it comes to the tribe, uh, the, the Guardians. They they need to put their foot on the gas. They they love playing some 500 baseball in the beginning of the year. Young at bat, fresh legs, one of the most handsomest managers in the American League. I do all say my damn self. I think that the, the Guardians, yeah, they have a great potential chance of making a good run, making a good playoff run. When I was living with Riggs at his old place about 15 blocks away, and I would sit there and I would wonder, you know, the Guardians got it together but they just need some more pieces, you know, and just a little bit more confidence, a little bit more time, you know, and I I enjoyed watching that series last year in the playoffs, you know, like deep down, I wanted them to get a little bit farther, but you know, it wasn't meant for them at the moment. Casey and or Drew. 
Uh, I got three three points to make about the Guardians. So the first thing is the lineup we have going into the year, right? I think it's pretty solid. You got like Juan, Rosario, Ramirez, Bell, and then it goes Naylor, Gonzalez, Jimenez, Zanino, Straw, right? That's yep. a pretty deep lineup, I would say, starting the year in my mind. From the production that they could have and the players that line up, it's pretty impressive to me, like going into it. If, if Jimenez well, I mean, is hitting seventh. To add to your point, too, there's been how many times? I mean, we do it every show, and Ed, this is your, uh, I guess, your immediate 30-minute or so notice. But after the end of every show, as you know, I'm sure, you end up having a random Guardian slash Indians player of all time, the most, yes. I don't even know, the most absurd that you could think of at times. But there's been so many people that you could name with the Guardians opening day lineup slash Indians opening day lineups. I mean, you had Niger Morgan at one point. You ended up having... Uh, Hanley Ramirez a couple years. You ended up having these weird guys that ended up Juan Uribe. somehow Juan Uribe. Yeah, but that was also a blessing in disguise for Jose Ramirez, though, too, at the same time. We had had so many off-the-wall names that were once relevant, but this year, on paper, and I know it's on paper, that's the disappointing part, but you have one through seven, obviously eight and nine. Zanino has potential, and I mean, if he has a 30-home run season, has well, you, batting you eight. Look at him compared, compared to Hedges. Right, what Hedges yeah. puts in there. Yeah, I mean it's it's an upgrade. And Straw, hopefully he comes around. I mean he hit the yes. first home run in however long. <laughs> that, that's not happening. If you saw, if you seen the home run, it wouldn't have got over at, at the uh, progressive field. It was like a line drive, so that would not have <laughs> got out at home. But I, I was going to say the second point I had connected to what you were saying. Okay, do you think Straw is going to turn it back around? Do you think Rosario is going to be able to play like he has and stay in that two spot? Is Quan just a one-year wonder? Is Gonzalez mm-hmm. a one-year wonder? What is Naylor with a healthy season now? Is Bell going to hit those 30 home runs that you're talking about? Like, is there, there's a chance, but can he also not do that, right? So you almost look at everybody in that lineup and say, wow, they're, they have that much potential. But they also maybe, you know, could end up, because before last year, the expectations were very low. We were predicted last in some predictions. So is there a chance that it was like a one one good year and they just go back down to, you know, what they are projected like reality you're going back into reality yeah. because it was unexpected to begin with but i mean at yeah. the same time though when you go to miles straw defensively you almost want to keep him in that lineup and i think there's theories that i saw on twitter and drew i'll let you get to your thoughts on the guardians too and if you want to mix in a little new york uh taste to it as well i guess i could allow it unfortunately but uh well, I, I mean with straw with Straw, you want to end up having him defensively, and with three catchers, you have that ability to pinch hit that catcher now, too. And with that, you end up getting more at-bats for Will Brennan that's going to end up coming off the bench, Gabriel Arias. These guys end up – they could end up playing coming off the bench and making a huge point that, hey, I should be in the starting lineup. You should trade away uh, amid Rosario because he's struggling right now, and when I'm coming off the bench, I could get on. So, I mean, there's a lot of variables, and hopefully – it's success early on because a Guardians team that would start off hotter than 500 would be a great sign because you all know that living in Cleveland, being Guardians fans, if you are one, you're always in after July, you're turning the corner. And that's the best part of the season is July after that second half of the season. And that's just known as being a Guardians fan. But Drew, if you want to end up continuing on. Yeah. Um, so I don't think the tribe will keep three catchers all season. Um, I think it'll tie into New York, I promise. Um, but, <laughs> but with with the new rules, I see more teams instead of having like the extra bullpen pitcher 
or the extra catcher on the lineup, they're going to end up pulling up somebody with speed. Um, it just seems like the advantage is going to be on base running now. So we'll see like a month or so into the season how it shakes out. But I, I don't foresee them keeping three catchers on the, on the full-time roster. Um, although you can pinch hit and they're actually decent hitters, they're still catchers. Um, you know, there's a lot of better utility men out there. Um, just like my random New York uh, Mets player that I picked a couple weeks ago, um, shout out to my Little League teammate, Tim LaCastro, made the Mets 26-man roster. And the specific reason was they wanted somebody who's a veteran outfielder who can steal bases, purely. I mean, they came out and said it, that their little experiment on a second DH was dumb, and they wanted a base runner. Um, I think – I hope the Tribe actually decide they're going to win games in the beginning of the season. Um you know, we're at the end of hockey season, which I love, but they keep repeating the same phrase. Wins at the beginning of the season count just as much as wins at the end of the season. You know, we put a lot of pressure on, like, the magic number at the end of the year, but winning 10 games in April is the exact same as winning 10 games in October for the standings. Um, so teams need to start realizing, like, this isn't a warm-up. Those those games are going to matter. Um but we'll see. I mean, come come beginning of June, if we all had to put money on it, five games over five hundred, maybe on a good on a good note. That's like a good five dollar bet. I think so. I might put I might put some money on that. Get money between one of us, or are you talking about like a DraftKings slash FanDuel sportsbook? I mean, any of the above. I'm uh. I'm on a I'm on a cold streak lately, so I need to I need to revamp. Maybe I'll bet against you. Ooh, Indians fan eleven. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, and, and as you guys have seen too on Twitter, at least I mean Drew called me out for my March Madness bracket with that. Those guys are uh, two guys with sports news uh, that we ended up having on last week. And I might be messing up the show just offhand, but it's uh, at TTSN News on Twitter. But we ended up filling out brackets, and Drew blew me away because I think I ended up forgetting to fill out my bracket, and that was definitely you had, you had a whopping <laughs> zero. Hey, it takes talent to get none of them right. It takes talent, and I think I just tried to end up proving a point. I wanted to show all my guys Hugh Jackson on a really sports podcast. <laughs> To, to win zero. Hey, you know, <laughs> next year I'm going for one point. So then I could be one and 31 just like he was. Because, you know, Hugh Jackson, as a Steelers fan, he's my my he's my hero. I mean, he helped life so much easier. And it was disappointing for any Browns fan that went through that. And I'm sorry you guys had to go through that. But on another note, though, as Drew does bring up sports betting, just want to give a quick shout out to our friend, at Uncle Joe the Black Bookie, News You Lose podcast. He's going to end up helping you out with any sports locks and make sure to check him out. News You Lose podcast. Great guy. Going to help you out with any single game locks. And he ended up having the Los Angeles Kings game last night for hockey. That was a lock. So obviously, I mean, he's not on a hot streak yet, but he's won two in a row. So, I mean, he's the, he's the guy that you could end up going to. So, again, the News You Lose podcast. Shout out to him. And make sure you listen to his podcast as well, sports betting-wise. What's up? It's your boy Uncle Joe, the Black Bookie. Don't go anywhere as you're listening to the We Like Sports podcast. Once the show is over, tune in and subscribe to the Snooze You Lose podcast, available on all streaming platforms. 
Our show is a sports and a sports betting podcast where the motto is and always will be win together, lose together. So tune in and like I always say, snooze you lose. What's going on, We Like Sports Podcast fans? We wanted to take the time to tell you about our great friends at Sidelines Sports Bar and Grill. Sidelines is known to have the best wings in the Cleveland area, with over 30 different wing flavors, including our favorite, the Spicy Honey Blast. Sidelines also has their steak special every Wednesday, all day, for only $9. You get a perfect 8-on strip steak served with your choice of a baked potato or fries with a side salad with the dressing of your choice. This great deal is for dining only. Stop in to see our friends at Sideline Sports Bar and Grill at 1165 Pearl Road in Brunswick, Ohio. Again, that's 1165 Pearl Road in Brunswick, Ohio. Or give them a call for takeout at 330-220-0888. 330-220-0888. Sideline Sports Bar and Grill for nights you never remember, but the friends you'll never forget. Going to March Madness really briefly, unless if you guys want to end up adding anything more to baseball related for the Guardians. I don't know if I ended up having everybody get a chance, but we could go to March Madness or the NBA and talk Cavaliers, Knicks. I don't know if we're done talking about the Guardians though, and I'm finally giving them the time and I don't want to end up... May I I ask something? May I ask something, Peyton? Go ahead, Stephen R. Did you talk about the Zach Grunke situation? Yeah, yeah, we did. We pulled the video up. Here's my input on it. This is how I feel about it. What in the hell is his problem? A man of that professional should not be taking the game that loosey-goosey, okay? He can play like that if one, two, three, four, five of us was in his nice backyard, 24,000 square foot or something like that, and he was just lollygagging with us, throwing 40 miles per hour. Hell yeah, Stephen R. Payton, Ed from Columbus. All of us would like that, right? (laughs) <laughs> but you're out here playing like a professional game, not giving a damn, ignoring your own calls. There's people out here, little boys playing in fields that cannot wait to get to that position. <laughs> and he's out here just taking advantage of it. Just like when you let your cookie soak at the bottom of the milk and you just don't give a damn. Or, or <laughs> But you know better. Seriously. Because he's oh, through. I think he's taking it really seriously. I mean, he's he's straight up just giving up on the the spring training stats purely so he can get some extra work in before the season. We got Steven our speechless. I think you made a good point, Drew. <laughs> I I got him. Got him. That was just, that, that 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 was just my opinion, and and I had to give it on that situation. I wouldn't be out there loosey goosey in that situation, just just playing like that with these boys out there. If you want to play like that. I would just do that with my friends because I know I'm a confident player. They don't really know what's going on because I'm the professional. They're not. So guess what? I am going to work on my getting my tags on the first base. You're assuming Zach Granke has friends. He's a weird dude. He's a weird dude. He might not have any friends. People say I'm a weird ass dude. And Peyton's my friend. Well, Peyton's a weird ass dude, and easier for yeah. So, uh, <laughs> and Casey's a weird ass dude because I'm his oh, friend, that? and Drew's yeah, a weird ass dude, and Adam Columbus is a weird ass dude. <laughs> I must be weird for joining, then I guess. <laughs> it's just but 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 if, if, if so, so we I had to get my weird podcast. <laughs> yes. We need to get the, the hack hack attack on Stephen R's uh, podcast. Oh man, what was that podcast name again, Stephen R? It was uh whatever about crimes in Cleveland or New York. <laughs> what the hell is going on in Cleveland? Yeah, we got to get Matthew Hackle. Yeah. 
I think he'd be a big fan to talk about some fantasy football on that. Wait, the 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 hackle glasses hackle. Or, yeah, or the Greg hackle. <laughs> Same Greg poses Iyer. on Snapchat hackle. Yes. <laughs> cool guy for you, laugh, Matt hackle. <laughs> Before we end up going down the rabbit hole too much, though, last thing baseball-related, and I saw this earlier today, and this kind of ends up being a little intriguing for the future of umpires. I mean, this umpire today during spring training had such a short fuse. I'll play it here and then give us your thoughts, everybody, but I think iRobot umpires make a little bit more sense more and more. Yeah, that's exactly it. Here's the clip. And I'll play it one more time just in case if it was too quick. Are you trying to get a reaction out of your boy today? No, just in general. It was just he no, are you the trying ball to ball. Te- are you are you trying to test my glucomosalose <laughs> levels? What do you mean? I have high glucose levels. Okay, what's that mean? Blood sugar. Okay, why is your blood sugar high? Because why the hell would that ump do that? Those, some of those guys got some of the biggest brass you-know-what's in the world because you're probably as big as a pencil, and then but you're sitting behind some pads that's making you as big as Triple H. Why the hell would he do that? That just confused the hell out of your boy. <laughs> Casey, how you doing? Because <laughs> still the Triple H impersonation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, it, and it was not even time to play the game, probably. <laughs> But, I mean, is it time to end up getting the robot umpires in play? Because, I mean, it's spring training. I mean, this honestly seems like from that umpire's point of view, it's the high school, middle school, elementary school, whatever, gym teacher that just got so mad because the activities that day, the kids weren't listening. And he ended up handing the ball away. And JT Real Mudo didn't end up knowing the ball was coming. His face, his body language, everywhere facing forward. And the umpire ejects you because you didn't catch the ball because you didn't leave your glove out long enough. And in the previous at-bat, the umpire threw the ball back to the pitcher. So it's like, yes. come on, man. It's like that time at, at your uh, softball tournament where the, the, the uh, umpire pulled a gun on the guy. Remember that? What the fuck? <laughs> he hears some things. <laughs> no, I'm telling you. He's <laughs> right, though. <laughs> It was just like that time, yeah. What? <laughs> That's wow. wild. <laughs> well, you know what, though? I'm going I'm I'm to stick up for the umpire, okay? You know, we're, we're sticking up for Zach Granke. We're, we're sticking up for Zach Granke. He says he's getting work in. Maybe that umpire's getting work tossing people. And he wants to, you know what I'm saying? It's all about just getting work in for spring training. That's all that is. Get the, the heave-ho toss going. And uh, actually, uh, applaud the umpire. Uh, I don't know. Uh... I like I'm it. Sorry. I'm I sorry. Like I'm sorry. I like it. I, I, hey, maybe he is getting his work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You broke him. You broke Stephen. <laughs> he's, he's done. <laughs> if only, if only he was there. And, and I, I heard rumors that Zach Greg oh, and then I'm oh actually had dinner God. together. So oh, I don't know. They had dinner together? Yeah. Oh, oh, my God. After they put in work. Oh, that's so rich. Oh, yeah. my God. <laughs> Are you crying right now, Stephen R.? <laughs> oh, my God. In my life, and I grew up in the Bronx, and I've 
I've, I've seen some brothers do some things, but not on a baseball court. We never expected that. We expected peanuts and cracker jacks. Softball, I apologize. I just had a beer in my hand watching from the stands. I don't know what I saw. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. I mean, I'll be honest. I – it was ridiculous. The whole thing is ridiculous. Like, the umpires obviously need to have a much longer fuse in these situations. But as someone who referees, um, I do basketball in the winters. There's such a shortage of people that do this that I don't love bashing umpires um, just because there's such a need for them. And any bad press is just one more reason for somebody to be like, yep, I don't want to make a mistake. So I'd rather just do anything else. Um, I'm wondering, like, what happened, like, it just seems so bizarre to me when I watch. Yeah, it's it so quick. Time, like that. Something else had to happen before it. Right. So I just can't imagine an ump tossing somebody for that, and only that. I mean, I've got to imagine that Real Muto said something because you can never hear, and you can't read lips for catchers. You know, he had to. He had to say or do something. I just can't imagine that it's just purely, oh, On that. Yeah, you, you missed the ball, you're out of here. <laughs> yeah, that, that was pretty ridiculous that it was so quick. Like, he pulled the trigger to eject oh. him within seconds. And if that's the case, I mean, obviously, like you said, something had to be said whether or not it was a previous at-bat. But that was still early on in the game, too. It wasn't like the game was, like, the seventh inning. It's still a spring training game, and – the thing is, is like the thing that bothers me from a player's standpoint, and then we'll end up going into the Cavs and basketball and the Knicks and the Warriors really briefly. Yeah, please. The thing is, is the fact that you end up having the player perspective. You're just a couple days out of your regular season, starts Thursday, and now you had two to three at-bats taken oh. away from you because of you made a stupid comment to an umpire. You ended up moving your glove into something that ridiculous, possibly, too, because, like you said, there's probably a thing that warranted the fact that that was the action, but you're still pulling away from your practice time as spring training continues on for the last two days, the last day or so. And that's frustrating from a player's perspective, and that's where I could understand JT Rilamudo. I could understand that frustration without a doubt. What about I mean, this he, idea? He's not like, known for that either. He's not known to be like a pain in the ass and get ejected. What like, about this? Remember Vadi Divots used to not you know take a shower because then the pain he didn't want players around him. How do you know? Maybe that umpire didn't like the smell of, of the catcher or whatever like that. Maybe there was something. Taco night. Yeah, maybe, you know. I mean, Stephen R., you can speak to – you can't perspire if you want to inspire, right? Ooh. Oh, oh, pull up my armpit and I'm going to try to sweat. Yeah, I know exactly what you're saying. That I'm just, Vladi Diva, that was a hairy man. You understand? <laughs> yes, we, uh, it was me, him, and Eddie Murphy. It was me, him, and Eddie Murphy. And it was after a, a Western Conference semifinal game. And your boy, Vladi Diva. Oh, my God. I, I, we're in an era right now where I don't want to seem like I'm bullying somebody, but your boy, Vladi Diva, smelled. Out smelled everyone inside the, the the tour box, you know what I'm what saying? Like magic about that. Ma- 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 magic couldn't even you know fix that. And Eddie Murphy just did his little laugh and everything, and then you Beverly little hell's cop, you know. <laughs> hey, 
And on that note, <laughs> as we end up talking, Stephen R., we talk about the past. And I mean, we've already ended up hitting on it before. You're a big New York Knicks fan. You have the likelihood of the Cleveland Cavaliers after clinching their spot for the first time since 1997. Absolutely proud of them. I apologize. I'm just absolutely proud of the Cavaliers for accomplishing something without the help of LeBron James. You know, because ever since the Cavaliers seem like they're always relevant when LeBron James is in Cleveland, Ohio. And now for the first time, it's like this team actually has an identity and they can actually have a little bit more confidence in themselves without relying on people in Cleveland up here saying for the last couple of years, oh, my God, you think LeBron's going to come back and play with his son? Well, guess what? LeBron's not coming back to play with his son and there's no brownies coming out the oven. So <laughs> great for the Cleveland Cavaliers. I love the number five. The number five, that is my favorite number. I am a New York Knicks fan. I grew up in the hard knock Bronx, seeing the Knicks play all the time. Grew up carrying Patrick Hewen's bags. Grew up making sandwiches for John Starks. You know what I'm saying? So this is going to be a great series for me. I got my Knicks winning in six. It's right in the middle of the four seed and the five. So the game might be mediocre to some, but it's the impact in the middle, which you like. Everybody likes the cream of the Oreo, right? That's the four and the five. Everything else in the outside doesn't matter. I got an interesting <laughs> predicament here then. So if you look at the that schedule was a lot. for the Cavs, if you look at the schedule for the Cavs, the end of the year it's pretty easy. So we could we could win out. We're playing no one mm -hmm. good. If you take a look at the Sixers, I just pulled it up because I was curious. We're only two games behind them. The Sixers have the Nuggets tonight and Embiid's not playing. Then they have mm -hmm. the Mavs, the Raptors, the Bucks, the Celtics, and the Heat. I mean, who says there's not a shot that we beat move to the three seed, you know, and then they fall to the four? Who says? I mean, there's a possibility with the schedules left for both teams. It, it could happen. It's almost like you don't want to end up playing them. Like, obviously, I'm not afraid of any team if I'm Cleveland, but I'd rather coast and end up losing some games because, I mean, the Knicks might be the better matchup, but at the same time, though, with the 76ers, if the Cavs do face them, how well, healthy is Joel and we, we, we would no, We would move to the three, and then we'd and then play you're the saying Nets. they dropped to four, right? Oh, okay, yeah, the Nets, got gotcha. four. Yeah, and then the five is still – it would be the, the Knicks are five, and then the, the, I'm telling you, it's a chance that the Sixers could play the Knicks in the first round. And then we end up playing the Nets. And the Nets would be a good matchup, too. I mean, there's basketball. I mean, like you mentioned, the Mavericks. The Mavericks could end up winning that game. They could lose that game. Things aren't going too well right there since Kyrie came around. And Kyrie, it just seems like he's a cancer to oh, any team. I just got I, I, I was texting Kyrie over when I was in the bathroom taking the morning constitution. And I can discuss that later on in the show. But, yeah, keep going. So, uh, upset uh, speaking with of, speaking of, of, like you said, the Lakers, though. Something crazy I saw on TV before I came out here. The Cavs are twenty-five to one to win the championship this year. Yep. The Lakers are twenty to one. The Lakers have a better chance betting-wise to win the finals than the Cavs do, and the Cavs one could be a three seed, and the Lakers could not even make the playoffs. Still. Yep. One reason and one reason are only, and it's a guy named LeBron James, and that's unfortunate. I'm just saying. Isn't that insane? But you're right. We've had a great season where it could be a three seed, and then the Lakers sucked all year, and they could, you know, I even make the playoffs have better chances right now, better betting odds. It's stupid, though. I mean, that's just because I, some betters probably think, well, there's no way they're going to have the playoffs without LeBron. 
right? Somehow mm-hmm. end up. Hey, there's enough conspiracy spe- conspiracy theorists in sports that I wouldn't be surprised if there's a whole bunch of people saying they're going to make it one way or another. Um, but for the Cavs, you're going to find out a lot about how this playoff matchup is going to go on Friday. The Knicks are in, in Cleveland on Friday. That's yeah. going to be a huge game. I, I'm going. I'm just uh, – we'll see. I'm going to the Magic game. They play the Magic next Tuesday, and I'll, I'm going to watch – Come to, go down there and see it. Yeah. Well, I'm I hoping mean, you're going to watch the Magic. I don't want to give you guys a spoiler, but I'm – uh, I'm there. I don't want to give you guys a spoiler, but I'm supposed to be doing an acapella version of the Pledge of Allegiance at Madison Square Garden during the round one game of the NBA playoffs. I just got to I just got to get my Uber book to New York so I can get out there and then you know talk to the handler. Well, my take my take is this: Stephen R, Stephen A, all the New York Knickerbocker fans, Cavs and six. Not only did we get Spider Mitchell, you know, away from the Knicks because that's everybody's always going to go to New York. No, Cleveland got Donovan Mitchell, and that's he's going to be the difference in the first round series. Cavs and six. I mean, I like the Cavs, no matter who they play. If it's the Nets, if it's the Knicks. I like them. I think they're going to end up moving out of the first round, but I don't think – I mean, I got a bet on the Cavs to win the NBA championship. I think I put like $10 down, and this was back in like January or February. So those 25 odd ones, I don't think that was the same. I think they were a lot less then because they were losing in a couple of streaks. So that was the right time to place the bet, and I wouldn't be mad if that bet cashes in. But realistically speaking, hopefully they do make it to the NBA championship. Hopefully they do win it, but I'm not going to guarantee it. It's not going to be an easy ride, but – that first round, whether or not it's the Knicks or the Nets, that's going to be a great team that you're ended up facing out of New York. But the to Knicks, Casey's, Casey's the point, Knicks are like the best team after the All Star break in the league, aren't they? They're one of the they, yeah, they're, 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 they've cooled down though. They've cooled down. Yeah, but but Julius Randle's just unreal. Yeah, I mean they're they're good and they're hot. I mean any team that's has, I, I don't really know the numbers on it, and that's usually my like forte, but. Um, there, there was talk of like teams that are like well above 500 after the all-star break versus those that were before, even if they have the same record, the teams that's better after the all-star break have more success in the playoffs. Like, even though people say momentum's not real, it's, it's real. So I don't know. 22 games in a row for the guardians says otherwise. Yeah. Well, I mean, they've had a couple good playoff runs after being mediocre at the beginning of the year. Yeah, but if you end up blowing your load too early, it could happen. Yeah. You know, Peyton, Casey Please made don't. a good point about the three seed. If we do get the three seed instead of the four seed, I guess what it comes down to, who do you want to face in the second round? Do we face better against Milwaukee or Boston? That matters. Yeah, yep, exactly. Yeah. I was going to say the same thing, too. Do we have a better matchup? Is it if we stay at four, we're going to play the Bucs? Because I'm, I'm in my head, we're not losing first round. It's not happening to me. So, like, we get to the second round, who are we going to be for better against, the Bucks or the Celtics or Sixers Boston. in that situation? I think we're better against Boston. It's, it's, it's tricky. It's definitely yeah, it really is. Thing to look at. There's, those, those are two teams that I don't want to face regardless. No, you're going to have to. You're going to have to. Though. Like, that's sports. That's unfortunate. Mm-hmm. And more than likely, I think that either team you're going to face with, I think that's going to go to seven, and that's going to be a great seven-game series, and the fans are going to win regardless, whether or not it's the Cavs and the Celtics or the Cavs and the Bucks. But time's going to tell. But, I mean, otherwise, if I have to pick, the Bucks, they've 
so many teams back when Grayson Allen ended up getting traded or claimed off of or bought out by the Chicago Bulls. I think that was after the trade deadline. A lot of teams in the NBA were really irritated with the fact that the Bulls just let that happen and the Bucks got way better. And then on Boston, they just stayed the same. So, I mean, if you're looking at either team, Boston kind of gives me that edge that I don't want to face the Bucks, but the Celtics, I'll take seven games away. Jason Tatum's good. Jalen Brown's good. Marcus Smart. You name any player that's a good player on the Celtics, they just have a good court. They're young. The well, kind of, our, that's kind of the strength? future of the cat. Our strength is our big, big men, I would say. Yeah. yeah. So would you rather have us face against the Celtics big men, which I don't really, don't really scare me that much, or Embiid, right? Because yeah. you got Embiid, we can, I don't know if we can stop Embiid. Then he, with Embiid, he stretches the floor, so then it pulls Allen away from the hoop as well, if that's who's guarding him. If you look at the uh, Bucks, you got Lopez, right? So Lopez stretches it out because he's always he's never inside, right? So I, and he's not a bad defender personally, like I think. So I mean, who do you prefer? I would say the Celtics because we could we could get them on the inside, and if Garland and Mitchell are on, they're on, and we have you know Jetty or some other Levert who could step up and put a 15, 20 point game in there too. Yeah, and to add one last thing, too, because I know we're already running out of time, and hours already gone by for the Wheelix Sports Podcast. And March Madness, I want to hit on, but I want to hit on one more thing basketball-wise, too. I want to get your guys' thoughts about the Golden State Warriors. I mean, their home record is 30-8, and eight, and their away record is 9-29. and 29. Are they going to be a threat if they do make it into the playoffs? I mean, they're not in the play-in game scenario right now, but they're winning at home, but in a way they can't do the job. Is that a team to be threatened by? I absolutely wouldn't think so myself being uh, Stephen R. Smith because I was in the Golden State area. Also, what happened to me when I was in Arizona for the Super Bowl weekend, um, I believe that roster, guys like Steph Curry, guys like Clay Thompson, guys like that, you know, like not saying they're getting up there in age at the moment, but, you know, they, they, they've been running on the same formula, it seems like, for so long and – now they just they gotta find what made them great again, but just put something new inside of it. Um, defending I think if they make it into the playoffs, say that again. They're defending champs. They won last year. What I say, damn problem. I'm telling you, man. It, it's not like they are good a few years ago. I mean, they were pretty tough last year too. So, Drew, Ed, Casey, what are your guys' thoughts on they the Warriors? They don't, they, don't play defense, they don't play defense on the road. You look at it, it's yeah. like they give up like 120 points on the road, like 106 at home. Um, defense is effort. So Golden State, if they do, you know, make a playoff run, I think they, they'll they be fine. I think they got the, you know, heart of a champion or whatever cliche you want to put. Uh, I think, I think it's, a, it's, a, it's a tough game, though. As a number one seed, if, you get stuck, if you're the Nuggets and you get stuck against the Warriors yeah, in the first yeah. round. Yeah, I'm so, telling you. I think yeah, Golden State's I mean, one of those teams. They could they could turn it on. They play they play team defense. They'll be all right. They just don't play team defense on the road in the regular season. Right. And, I, and honestly, if if you can play defense at home, you can play defense away. I exactly. Mean, it's not one of those things where like, oh my god, we're away. We don't know how to do this. It should translate. It should translate. Both it's places. good, and and I think it well the Cavs' good. record's not that good either. If you look at the Cavs' difference, they're way worse on the road than they are at home. They're really tough at home. Yep. The road's what hurts mm-hmm. them too. Right. Yeah. I mean, I I think playoff time is a whole different beast too. I mean, they I there's a thought that the you know that the the Warriors knew their they know they're in. Why why bother? Mm. 
you know, busting. I, I'm out. more scared of the Warriors than the Bucks. Yeah, personally. I mean, <laughs> when yeah. they turn it on, they're going to be as good as anybody else. So, I think it's one of those things where you can't overlook an opponent because of something that happened during the regular season. Teams just they become different animals in the postseason. Does anybody else have anything to add about the Warriors before we hop over to March Madness, the Final Four, really quick? Nothing against the none, nothing about the Warriors, but I I just wanted to just like, yeah, yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> All right, so I went. Yeah, we can get to March Madness. March Madness, as we close the show, a very unexpected March Madness, to say the least. And before we end up going into March Madness, make sure to follow us on Twitter, on YouTube, subscribe to us, Twitter at WeLikeSportsPC, our website, WeLikeSportsPC.com. you got Ed and Columbus, that's one of the writers. You have Drew, that's one of the writers. Casey's ended up editing a couple content here and there. Stephen R. Smith is still waiting on his own section, but there's going to be some preposterous articles, I'm sure, whatever he ends up saying. But Make sure to end up following us on social media. Check out our website. And again, this podcast version is going to be released Tuesday morning at 8 a.m. for Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, and all podcasting platforms. But for March Madness, it's safe to say everybody's bracket is busted. But who would have thought it would have been UConn, Florida Atlantic, San Diego State, and Miami, the Florida Miami? Last Last week when I was listening to the show, when I was in a trunk on my way back to Ohio, uh, I heard Riggs saying that he really didn't watch March Madness, but he threw in a dark horse saying UConn and good old sweet home Alabama said UConn was scary. Now where's Alabama? Where's UConn? Anything can happen in March Madness, you know? I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> I was over for 4 on the final four, so. I got one of mine. Oh, that one. I none of them. UConn. Safe to say, I'm sure everybody had UConn if they ended up having anyone out of the final four, right? <laughs> I, I mean, had UConn, I, Creighton, somebody else, Texas, and somebody Miami else. Miami was good all year. I mean, I'm not, I'm not surprised by Miami at all. They were, they, they, the ACC's tough, and they were competitive in every game in the ACC so I'm not I'm not surprised by them um the only surprise is really FAU as a team that like San Diego State no chance San Diego State was the first first Mountain West team ever well yeah that's true yeah. The only thing, the only thing I'm happy about as an Ohio State fan and an Ohio State graduate is I am glad that Alabama lost because it, you know at Ohio State they always say it's a football school and we haven't won a national championship since 1960. If Alabama would have won a national championship in basketball with their football dominance, I, I, don't, I don't think I'd be beside myself because you know at Ohio State I, I'm not happy with Chris Holtman. I'm not happy they didn't make the tournament. And, and, and shout out to the Lady Buckeyes tonight. You play at 9 o'clock against Virginia Tech. We win tonight. We're in the Final Four. But Ohio State. I know that's or, right. Or, or, we should be better at basketball. And the fact that Alabama was the number one seed overall kind of scared me. But I'm glad they got taken out. I was over well, 4 in the Final Four. And uh, I just want to watch the games and then have fun. That's kind of nice about having no teams left in my busted bracket. I mean, this thing busted, mangled, tangled, whatever. Gone. Ripped up. <laughs> it's, gone. it's gone. So let's just enjoy the games. And I hope somebody besides UConn wins it. Me Same too. Here. I'd agree with you on that. Absolutely. No, that's the only team I have money on left. So I create the UConn. I'm creating 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 the UConn. I'm creating
not in Florida. Yeah, so I got to wait to cash out until May. So, but. <laughs> <laughs> but, guys, March Madness, obviously, next week we're going to be talking about Monday. I think it's going to be the best possibility to have a championship March Madness mixed along with Guardians' first weekend talk. So make sure to stay tuned next week. You're going to have the championship game that Monday. When's the WrestleMania? WrestleMania mm-hmm. weekend, too. So it could be the WrestleMania show, too. Who knows? <laughs> Before we get out of here, can I, ask, can I ask a question that could be probably uh, asked on next week's show or probably give some people some time to uh, Metallica enter Sandman well, we sleep we on it tonight? Our, our Indians players, too. Yeah, you so we can definitely that. do that. Also, before you ask that question, let's plug social media. Follow me on Twitter at Peyton Vince at Wheelix Sports PC. Make sure to follow the podcast Twitter. Make sure to follow myself, Ed Casey, Stephen R. Drew, give your Twitters, and Stephen R. has a question, which is dangerous. His brain's thinking too hard. Well, follow me at Ed in Columbus, and also look for my articles on the We Like uh, Sports podcast and, and the and the website and everything. And shout out to you guys. Thanks for having me. And uh, I look forward to keep writing, keep doing some good things. And uh, let's rock and roll. And then that's 2023. It's our year. Yeah. Follow me at Stephen. Follow me at Stephen R. Smith 15 on Twitter at the We Like Sports podcast. After I get done watching a little bit of World Wrestling Entertainment tonight, I'll be sending out a good tweet and some good thoughts for everybody out here in the sports world. Drew and Casey, social media. It always has you frozen. I like how me and Casey always just wait for the other one to start talking. <laughs> you gotta get the air. You gotta hit the around the horn buzzer. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Mm. So I'm at Forest City Sport. Um, also going to be writing more articles here in the near future. I've been slacking. Um, but yeah, I'm pumped. Uh, next week's gonna be sick because I'm national championship. Everything's going to be going on. But, yeah, Forest City Sport. Casey? Mine's my name. C-A-S-U-I-K-O-T-L-N-S-K-I and everything. Pretty easy. I just got a shirt that says that on there now. Make it easier. Or a pen. I'll just put that. Um, <laughs> but shout out to Ed because I see Ed's articles all the time. So he's keeping that yep. uh, website articles p- pumping out with him. So I appreciate you. Hell, yeah. Make sure to check out any Ed editorials as well, too. Because Editor- they're always yes. great <laughs> And he's creative, so obviously, again, shout out to Ed in Columbus. Great guy. Happy to have you on the show today, man. We'll definitely have you involved a lot more. Awesome. And Stephen R., that's one of your biggest guys, too. I mean, he ended up repping the hoodie before we ended up even knowing we had hoodies pretty much. <laughs> that's a sexy hoodie. I, I, I have no – I love repping it. I, I get more street cred, especially down in Columbus. I thought, Those are my guys, and you know what? They leave me alone. <laughs> that's good thing that's good 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 thank you thank you my guy thank you we appreciate that the we like sports podcast but i have a question right now for you guys that can be answered on next week's show i'm gonna give you some names joel Embiid, nicola jokic Giannis antetokounmpo jason tatum luka Doncic. who wins mvp of the nba that's a good question i think you're Pretty much down to the two, but I think the one that's the favorite, the one that's hurt tonight, Joel Embiid, things are going to be interesting. Well, we can hit on it next week. I want everyone to think about it and also the people that listen to the show to think about it. Give yourself some time. Unless something drastic happens, I know my answer already, so we're good. Oh, damn. Oh, you, you. <laughs> Donna Mitchell. <laughs> and to close the show, guys, name 
the most random Guardian slash Indians player that you could think of. We'll go Edge, Casey, Stephen R., Drew, and then I'll close it out with something off the top of my head, I guess. My man, who had, I remember hitting a grand slam off Mariano, Mariano Rivera, Bill Selby. All right. I got I got a trifecta here. Um, they're going to connect to what Ed brought up earlier about Houston being one of the best teams. So these three players played on the Indians, and they also all played for Houston Astros. And they played, like, during our life. Any guesses before I say the three? Brantley's one of them. Yeah. Nope. Kenny that's not one. Did. Nope. It's not my list. It's not Brantley. Oh, wow. Okay. okay. That's gonna know. So never mind. <laughs> All right. It is Tony Sip, who was a pitcher. Yep. The lefty. Us. The lefty. Tony Sip. Yep. Yep. Joe Smith. Okay. Who also played for us twice. Yep. And Luis Belbuena. Luis Belbuena. Yeah. Those are the that was a trifecta there. So <laughs> okay, it's it's three. I don't know about. <laughs> I wouldn't bet those guys, but I don't know. You know, <laughs> exactly. Stephen R. I'm gonna go with number eight, the great Mr. Lonnie Chisholm of the Cleveland Indians. I remember I was watching one of his games. I was reporting, and I was in Texas Stadium, and they were playing the Rangers. And boy, his bat was hot to trot. I believe this had to have been about. Correct me if I'm wrong, somebody, please, because Stephen R. has been through a whole lot and seen a whole lot in the sports industry. It's had been about maybe about 2013. Just had a hot bat, hot streak on the show. Someone can leave it in the comments. Tell me next week, Lonnie Chisenhall. His son's name is Cutter. Interesting. Interesting yeah. fact. Cutter Chisenhall. Ooh. It is. Yep. I actually knew that. Yeah. I'm <laughs> surprised anybody else knew except for me. <laughs> yeah. Um... Since we're about to go into the baseball season, somebody's probably already named it in a podcast before I started hopping in. But the greatest walk-off home run in Indians history is Tyler Naquin. The back. I got. A, I got a shirt. I got you one better. I was there. I was there, and the I stood there staring at the field for like twenty straight minutes, just not believing what I had just watched. So, fun fact about that Tyler Naquin walk-off. I'm pretty sure Casey and I went bowling that night. We were driving to the bowling alley. Like Cloverleaf. We the end clip at Cloverleaf that Tyler yeah. Naquin hit a walk-off inside the park home run. But to do you one better, Drew, to close the show, and again, follow us at We Like Sports PC on Twitter, the best walk-off, arguably, it's either Tyler Naquin or it's 2013, going kind of the route of Stephen R. Smith. But Jason Giambi in September. That woke me up out of a nap. Like that was yep. We beat the we the, they beat the White Sox, I believe that game correct. Yep, yep. yep. Your boy yep. your boy was passed out on the couch because I was arguing <laughs> with Max Kellerman, and I had to be up in Connecticut and take a flight so I could sit next to Sage Steele and try to not to be in the class about you know sniffing things. So nonetheless, that woke me up, and I took a plane and I had to get to Connecticut. Well. Guys. Ed, I love you. I love Ma- you. Ma- Matthew Hackle must be uh, what's his Max Kellerman in this. Going on, I'm <laughs> <laughs> Matt Kellerman. Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> Thank you for the We Like Sports podcast. Hey, and guys, we'll see you guys next week, seven to eight o'clock, the live version. Make sure to check us out, eight a.m. Tuesday morning. Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, say it out there. Make sure to check out our website as well, WeLikeSportsPC.com. Guys, we'll see you next week. Thank you for joining us. Hasta luego. Hasta pronto.